0: i'm maurice watson and this is the pinnacle pod a monthly podcast where we dive into the stories behind kansas city's most dynamic emerging leaders each episode celebrates the spirit of the pinnacle prize an award that recognizes young visionaries Sparking positive change in our community. From subtle ripples in citywide movements, join us to listen, learn, and be inspired. Today, our guest is Brandon Calloway, a veteran of the U.S. Army, a former health and fitness trainer, and CEO and co founder of KC Gift. As someone who grew up in the urban core of Kansas City, Missouri, Brandon has long been committed to finding ways to create transformative change in the areas of the city that needed most, and for the residents who reside there. He co-founded GIFT in 2020 to address Kansas City's substantial racial wealth gap. Historic redlining, discriminatory lending practices, and lack of financial education services have contributed to racial wealth disparity and increased poverty-related crime and violence. GIFT works to convert economically disadvantaged areas into areas of economic opportunity by creating a clear path to prosperity and wealth for African Americans. Brandon also helped establish the Black Business Market, which takes place on the fourth Saturday of each month, giving Black businesses a consistent, free space to sell their products. In early 2022, GIFT opened a business center to provide technical assistance to the small business community in Kansas City with free drop-in co-working space, business coaching, accounting, and marketing support, banking centers, and nonprofit and general consulting services. Brandon, welcome to our first ever episode of The Pinnacle Pod. Thank you for
1: having me, Maurice. It is an honor to be the first guest. Let's start by having you tell us about yourself. So I, you know, Brandon Calloway, born and raised right here in Kansas City. I was actually born in KCK and then moved over to KCMO like when I was seven. So I can I, I can play both sides if I want to, you know how that border war goes. <laughs> Graduated high school, went to the army and I've long been trying to figure out ways that I can do my part in making some type of transformational change specifically in the community that created me and, and who I am. It led me to do it led me to do a, a, a lot of different things. It, it led me to fitness, and it led me to trying to use my skills in fitness to get inner-city kids college scholarships, right? So I became a football, a strength and conditioning coach for football. I I've, I've trained like literally any type of athlete you, you can think of, all really trying to help use the skills that I have to create access.
0: So let, let's go back to that issue. What do you view as your special purpose in life? What drives you? What is the why for Brandon Callaway?
1: So I grew up on the east side of Kansas City in a house that sometimes had no lights, no water, no gas all at the same time. My parents did. They, you know, they were, they were learning, they were growing, and they were struggling. Right? They struggled with drugs, they struggled with alcohol, and there are definitely worse stories and there are definitely worse situations than than what we what we lived in. But we we experienced a lot of struggle. Right? Our neighborhood drug dealer got shot on my front porch when I was what, like fourteen, and and so one experiencing that level of lack of everything, lack of money, lack of food, lack of support. I took it upon myself to make sure that I do not experience that again. So, uh, one internal driver of, of mine is just, you know, getting getting away getting away from where I came from. Another principle, another thing that I, that I've learned in the army and growing up in the household that I grew up. If you want to make something happen, you 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 kind of have to be the person to make it happen. It also makes no sense to. So if you complain about something and you're not willing to do something about that same thing that you're complaining about, even when you have the opportunity to, then what's the point in complaining about it, right? And, and so don't complain about things that you're not prepared to take action on, and you are the driver in making things happen that, that you want to happen or that, that needs needs to happen.
0: In your life, you have been the one committed to making things happen, not just talking about them, but making things happen.
1: Right. You know, I I didn't. I didn't have a big support system beyond that family, or even in that family dynamic. So mom, dad, but extended family. We didn't. We weren't really close to to any of them. So if we wanted to survive, we had to survive. I got. I got my first job when I was sixteen. I bought my first car when I was sixteen. I signed my first lease for my apartment when I was sixteen. So how did you make gift happen? Well, we started gift when I was twenty nine. I've had forty jobs between in my first twenty nine years of life because. If I need to make like you know have multiple jobs, if I need to make something happen, then it's it's, it's got to be on on me. And there's always a way. There's always a way to to do something. So if these if, you know if these jobs aren't working, then you know I can add in another one. If all of these aren't working, well let's scrap those and let's go with this one. Now, now tell
0: us a little bit more about GIFT. First of all, what does GIFT stand for?
1: Generating income for tomorrow. So nonprofit organization, grassroots level nonprofit. We raise the money. We are giving grant money as well as technical support to black businesses on the east side of Kansas City. The business the black businesses that operate in the historically redlined area of Kansas City so that they can grow, they can create jobs for the community and begin to create this economic engine that has an overall impact on the upward economic mobility of the entire area because if we do that then we're able to see things like median income levels increase we're able to see school funding increase we're able to see poverty related crime decrease we're able to to through entrepreneurship and black business expansion we're able to create something that has a ripple effect in all of these areas of of, uh, kansas city which is good for everybody It's, it's good for you if you live on 35th and prospect It's good for you if you live out on 135th
0: in Olayla. So the Pinnacle Prize is very much invested in the concept of leaders like yourself creating a ripple effect, creating value and benefits to the wider community. You know, when you talk about gift and the origins of gift, it seems like such an obvious need in our community. Was that need
1: being met at all before you started gift? Depends on who you ask. I would say no. Kansas City has this big, really big racial wealth gap. East side of truth. So East Kansas City is 75% black with 36% poverty. West side, 91% white, 5% poverty. All of that goes back to the, I mean, you can drive it all the way back to slavery, but most recently it goes back to uh, redlining. And the fact that the, the banks, as well as our local and federal government, allowed disinvestment, into the east side of Kansas City, into black communities all across the country. Take that back from the 1920s, 30s, 40s, and fast forward to now. Those communities that were disinvested in are still the communities that are highest concentration of black poverty. And so, what was being done about that? Right? Everybody knows this; these are facts. So, you know, what was being done? Right? So, there's a Community Reinvestment Act. So, you got the, the government says, okay, redlining was bad. We passed the CRA in the 1970s to say, okay, now you must reinvest in the communities that were disinvested in. You get things like CDFI, so Community Development Financial Institutions, to, to help increase this this access to capital. You get all types of programs from all types of uh, municipal governments that are trying to figure out ways to address the issue and tackle the problem. But what, were, what was the outcome? When we started, the, the current racial wealth gap was that 75% black with 36% poverty. No, n- no impact. No impact. No positive impact. Right. Or I can't say no. I will say minimal. No meaningful. No meaningful. And racial wealth gap is continuing to grow, right? And so my question is kind of, how is it possible? So how is it possible that we have all of these things that are addressing these things and the problem is still getting worse? And so to us, it seems so simple to, to say, okay, this problem was created because a group of people intentionally decided to not put money into black communities, to intentionally create a hub of black communities that were also disinvested in. And so they did that directly by depriving those communities of money, by not making business loans, not making mortgage loans. And so wealth goes down, home ownership goes down, the school system does not continue to improve. So all of this really, really intentionally. So to us, if you're trying to fix that problem, it seems... That you should fix that problem. If the problem was we took a bunch of money from black people, it seems that the solution should be, all right, now We let's give a bunch of money to black people. But what has, what had been happening is that, one, the CRA and nobody wants to say black. Nobody wants to say what's this, black. What's the CRA, by the way? Community Reinvestment Act. And so the Community Reinvestment Act is the literally the law that was passed to address redlining. Redlining was a racial issue, but the CRA focuses on low to moderate income communities. So it does not address race at all. As a fact. Right. So Brandon,
0: you've you've done a very comprehensive job describing the problem and mm-hmm. why we have the racial wealth disparity in our community and communities like ours all over the country. But more importantly, you've come up with a solution and yeah. the solution is gift. So gift has some really impressive impact numbers. In your last annual report, you've gone from $82,000 in sales at your market to uh, over half a million dollars, $550,000 in grants that you've provided. Mm -hmm. What do these results mean to the community?
1: So there's a whole bunch of numbers in our annual report. And there are a few that I think are are really, really important that lay out the, the current and potential impact. So one, you know, our, our grant program is obviously focused on giving grants to black businesses on the east side, help them grow and create jobs. We give out 10,000, 25 and $50,000 grants. And so in our total, in our three years total, we've given out 1,237,000 to 63 different black owned businesses on the east side, right? Those 63 businesses have created 108 new jobs. Those 108 new jobs have an average hourly pay rate of $16.06. So that those are the numbers at the end of year three. When we go back to the end of year two, it was $687,000 given with 62 new jobs created. We go back to the end of year one, it was 227000 given with 22 new jobs created. And so our three-year data and our, one of the things that our annual report does a good job of showing is that pretty consistently year over year, we've shown for every $10,000 that we we give to a black owned business on the east side, we're, we're able to create one job, give or take a few thousand. Now we're able to show that not only does that $10,000 create one job, that $10,000 creates a job that pays $16.06. So that $10,000 creates a job that pays around $30,000. And so I see that. So you ask, what do these numbers, like, what is it? What does it mean to the community? It means that we have we have figured out a way. So with the the grant money, as well as the technical assistance that goes into that grant money, we have figured out a way to be aggressive, as aggressive and intentional as the disinvestment was. We have figured out a way to match that same, you know, intentional aggression and putting money into the community in a way that results in real, tangible, measurable Impact a hundred jobs in three years is magnificent, but if we go back to that big racial wealth gap, thirty-three jobs a year is not changing a, a whole bunch. Right, a hundred jobs a year would, and
0: we got. And get, that's what you aspire to. You it as, is. You aspire for this trajectory of improving economic opportunity uh, in the your target community to continue.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I, I I know that with growth in our fundraising, with growth in our funding. Uh, By getting to the level of being able to actually grant out a million dollars a year, we would be able... To and have the, the staff capacity to support the businesses that we give those grants to, we'd be able to create 100 jobs a year.
0: Brandon, I do want to take this opportunity to congratulate you for becoming for being one of the two winners of the Pinnacle Prize in 2022. And I'm really interested in what you've been up to since you won the Pinnacle Prize
1: last year. So it, it is, one, it was a surreal experience. You know, you are always proud of the work you do, and you know, it's, it's the work you do, right? And so when people ask, you like, oh, yeah, we, the work out of everybody doing work in the city, our, our work is the best work, right? <laughs> then there is the realist that, that says, you know, everybody says that and everybody thinks that, and it might not be true. And, and so very surreal. It was humbling to get a recognition like that. And, and so in the past year, the past day, the past month, the goal is always working towards what I just talked about of uh, uh, how do we get to a level of actual meaningful impact?
0: So the work the work you've done through Gift and your recognition by being awarded the Pinnacle Prize mm-hmm. is an inspiration to many. So I wonder what advice would you give to a young Brandon Calloway, young people in our community? who are looking to have the kind of impact that you've had so far wh- what advice would you give them
1: going back to the going back to the beginning it's like you you have to be the driver right you 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 do really you really do have to be the driver you do have to be the the person that is willing to do some of the things that other people are not willing to do and and that other people might you know might tell you that, that, sh- that you shouldn't do so you got to be the driver and you can't drive alone <laughs> right, you you got because if you if you're driving alone, then it, it's, oh, it's gonna be such a rough ride. It's gonna be a very rough ride. You might not, you most likely won't get very far.
0: When you started Gift, you had there were others. There was a you you all had a, a team. Yeah, yeah. So, that
1: worked together. Yeah. Yep. So there there was me, my co-founder Cornell Gorman, and then we had a third co-founder who was down in a uh, down in Houston, and so Cornell and I really, Cornell has a magnificent skill set in marketing. I am good at the fundraising. I uh, figured out program development, but this wouldn't be here uh, were it not for for him. Like this is not something that that would have was I the driver? Yes, but I, I would not go I wasn't gonna go nowhere if I didn't have Cornell right there in the car with me. So you you got to be the driver. You got to be willing to make it make it happen. Uh, you also need a team, uh, and it's not gonna be as fun as you think it is. It's, <laughs> it's hard, hard work. Yeah. It is very and frustrating yep, at times. Yep. And then ego will get in the way, and sometimes you feel like you, you you should be thanked when and you're not being thanked, and there's there should be gratitude and or there should be, you know, like, oh I'm doing great work. Why does everybody not care? <laughs> and yeah. you know, some sometimes people don't care. And that's okay. Like yeah. there that's uh, something that you need to be prepared for. What's next for you? So one I'm trying to balance, uh I've I, I, I've been answering professional questions this entire time. Uh and, I, and and I'm trying to I'm trying to balance. I am I have, you know, uh, talked about moving out at 16 and then 40 jobs and blah blah blah. I've been going, go 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 go. And and so I am I am trying to I'm trying to go and live life on the way instead of living life once I get to this destination. So so that's something I'm working on and that's what I'm I, I'm actively trying to do that. And gift is gift is growing. You know, we are on track so in our annual report, when we just wrapped up, we ended up raising one point six million last year. We're on track to raise two million. Potentially go, go a little bit over two million. That's in, great in year four. And so the goal being that by by year five we should be at some we should be at two point five to three million hopefully, which will allow us to hit that sustainable impact that we're trying to that we're trying to get. We could potentially give out a million dollars at at that that level. So what are the,
0: some of the challenges that you think you are likely to face as you continue to grow and expand?
1: As the organization grows, so I just talked about like Cornell and I were the we were the two when we started and we we went. Now we're now we're we're eight full-time employees now. Mm-hmm. And so the same leader that it took to be a, to run a two-man organization it's not the same leader that it takes to run a four-man organization it's not the same leader that it takes to run an eight-man organization as we continue to grow the team will grow uh and so the the leadership will have to continue to grow our skills so that we can be the the resource that we you know are needing to be for for our staff and our team and and our people what is most
0: reassuring is your understanding of the need to continue to develop mature as a leader and for your organization to develop and evolve.
1: Brandon, how can our listeners contact you? You can reach out to us, uh, KansasCityGift.org. You can email me, bcalloway at KansasCityGift.org. But if you go on our website, you can, you can find our office phone number, our main email, or you can, again, directly email me. And then you can follow us on all social medias. It's just at Kansas City Gift. Thanks for listening, and be sure to sign up for our newsletter at PinnaclePrize.org
0: kc.org to continue to listen, learn, and be inspired by dynamic emerging leaders in our community.